for those that you know may not be familiar with what you're doing behind the scenes to support the program, talk about that a little bit. Our, our team that supports this program is as good as we've got. It's been important for our team to remain focused on what we can control. What I can control is how we engage with your merchants, how our team pushes for digital innovation, how we work with the nationwide group to find creative promotions and aggressive specials to keep our programs competitive. The relationship team is doing all that behind the scenes. Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. This week's episode, um, it's a rather candid one, uh, honestly, but I, I think still a very interesting one and uh, an exciting opportunity because we get to sit down with Steve Jeremiah, uh, Senior VP of Relationship Management over at Wells Fargo Retail Services. And um, if you're a member of Nationwide and you've been on uh, you know, our MemberNet portal, I'm sure you saw the, the announcement not too long ago, a few weeks ago, about the rate increases that are happening um, at Wells Fargo and, and for our, you know, on the, on the retail credit side. And, you know, Steve uh, opens up, you know, we, we kind of rip the bandaid off as we talk about it um, and, and get into why the decision was made. And, you know, obviously the, the year 2023 is setting up to uh, be an interesting one with some of the headwinds and, and, you know, things that are happening at the Federal Reserve and, and across other portions and corners of the economy. And, uh, retail credit, you know, one of those that's going to be impacted as well. And um, as Steve mentioned, you know, we get into it. He talks about how it's something that uh, they they put off for as long as they possibly could. And we get into the the whys and the hows, and and not just you know they're not just you know it's not like they're leaving retailers out to to dry. They are you know making an effort to offer some opportunities to you know offer uh, consumers different ways of financing um, you know their purchases and and still you know, not impact the bottom line like many retailers might think just on the surface that they would. So uh, great to be able to dive in, I think, with Steve um, and, and, you know, have him be open about the decision and uh, what Wells Fargo's doing and how they're keeping an eye on the economy and um, all that sort of stuff, as well as getting into, you know, the other work, because uh, it's more than just financing. This this team that they have over there at, at Wells Fargo um, and the retail services side is uh, working constantly and, you know, it's neat to peel back the layers and see what they're doing and how they're, you know, working on behalf of the independent retailer and, um, just really cool, uh, an opportunity, you know, we get to see them at primetime, uh, twice a year and obviously talk to them throughout the, the year as well. But, uh, to dive in and, and have these conversations, I think is something that, you know, shows they care, uh, it shows, you know, the, the value of the relationship there and how it's something that they're constantly working on. So we, we appreciate Steve taking that time and jumping into this. So, Let's jump into it. This is Steve Jeremiah of Wells Fargo Retail Services here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, excited to dive into the the world of uh, retail financing. And we got to do it today with Steve Jeremiah, the Senior VP of Relationship Management for Wells Fargo Retail Services. Steve, appreciate you calling in. You're you're in Des Moines, is that right? You, what, what you said before we hopped on here? So you're you're out there in middle America, in uh, Hawkeye country? Yeah. Yep, Hawkeye country, unless you're a Cyclone fan, I guess. And, <laughs> and if you are, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure most people know us as Hawkeye country. And believe it or not, it's not like awful here on on this morning of February, February, what is it, February 8th? Yeah. 
I think we're we're scheduled to get up into the 40s today, which means people in Iowa put on shorts and, and hoodies and walk around um, in those types of temps. So no, that's awesome. Well, appreciate you taking the time and uh, you know jumping into sure. your your first podcast with us. So I, I look forward to to christening you, welcoming you to the world of recording audio and, and sharing insights <laughs> with our members. So this is sure to be a good time for sure. But uh, we'll, sure. we'll start, you know, how are things right now at Wells Fargo? What's, what's going on in, in your world and, uh, you know, what, what's the day to day like over there? Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, certainly after the, the pandemic and, and everything, I, you know, we kind of looked at, at 2022 and thought finally things are going to calm down and get normal. And we're just going to have a year where we can get back to just running the business. But, like everything else, the stuff changes. And so I know we're going to talk a little bit about funding costs and what's happened there here in a little bit. Um, but as that has happened, as those funding costs have skyrocketed, it's been important for our team to, to remain focused on what we can control. I can't control inflation. I can't control the Fed. Um, I, I can't control this funding cost environment. What I can control is how we engage with your merchants. Um, how our team pushes for digital innovation, um, how we work with the nationwide group to find creative promotions and aggressive specials to keep our programs competitive uh, for the members. And and the other thing, you know, when we talk about what's going on here internally, I, I, I try to get this fit in every time I, I have a chance to talk, whether it's at, at primetime on center stage or any arena with nationwide. Our, our team that supports this program um, and, and I mean, this is, is as good as we've got in my entire organization. Um, but more importantly, I, I think in the entire private label industry, if you, if you look at who supports your program and I'm going to say names for the folks, for the members that are with us already. And even frankly, for the ones that aren't, they're going to know most of these names, Gary, Gary Pachenka, it starts and, and probably stops to a certain degree with our, our support of nationwide with Gary. I, I refer to her as the prom queen of prime time. Every time I go there, I'm. I'm shocked at how many people she knows. Everybody's coming over to say hi to her. Um, Scott Eichmeyer has been on this program for years. Alan Peters is a is a 30-year veteran of our company and has been with the Nationwide Group effectively since the beginning. Um, and then we have Sarah Richmond, who we added here a few years ago. And, you know, people don't realize Sarah's been with our organization for over eight years and does a great job supporting a lot of your members as well. But then beyond that's just the team that supports you from a relationship standpoint beyond that we've got a couple of other people that you see consistently at prime time and um through our digital channels as well christy aloise is a corporate trainer that uh look i can tell you when we i created the role and and uh the corporate trainer role and it was oh gosh it was four years ago four and a half years ago and when my boss dan abbott said well who do you have in mind uh, it was the easiest answer I've, I've ever had to give to a question. I said, it's Christy Aloys, and it's been that way since since I started thinking about this job. Christy is perfect for the role that she plays. She's been with our company, um, I think, in aggregate for over 20 years and is as knowledgeable about every process that we have as anyone in the organization. And so if you know Christy, keep using her. If you don't know Christy, get to know her because she will help you become more effective at offering financing. And on the marketing side, we have Amy Blessington. And Amy's been, I mean, good grief, again, 20 plus years and um, and really has supported this relationship since the beginning. So all of your marketing needs, all of your open to buy campaigns, what we do with custom cards and messaging, all the stuff that we do to make this program unique to your members, Amy's behind the scenes doing that. And it's a team that 
you know, I, I think it says a lot about the quality of the relationship we have here that this team has been around. I think the, the aggregate average is probably, it's got to be over 20 years on average of, of folks wow. that, that support this program. And yeah. um, we're really proud of that. No, really proud of that. that. That's awesome. You mentioned obviously a, a, a strong team. Uh, always see you guys out at primetime doing, doing work and, and connecting with the members and, and sharing what kind of goes on. But for those that, um, you know, may not be familiar with like what the what how you what you're doing behind the scenes to support the program. Talk about that a little bit, and whether it's across the roles and and just, you know, because I think when members think of consumer financing or inventory financing, like their their minds go to well, I, they help bring the dollars that help me buy my product or help our member or our our customers be able to you know purchase products. So beyond that, like what what are the other things that you guys are doing that um, they may may not know about that goes on behind the scenes at Wells Fargo. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll start with the relationship team specifically. So Carrie, Scott, Sarah, and Alan, um, they are constantly pushing and, and working to find ways to make financing easier for your members. And um, I'll give you a couple of good examples. We have Scan to Apply, which we're going to talk about in a little bit as well. Um, and 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 we have a, a product called Proof, where, where a, a customer literally only has to enter two pieces of information. And from that point forward, we do some work behind the scenes systemically to validate that they are who they say they are. And then we pre-fill the rest of the credit application. So that that kind of stuff, you go, okay, well, scan to apply and okay, I get it, prove, and those are good experiences. Here's why we do those things. We do those things because we know if we make financing easier, your members are gonna be more apt to use it. And we know that when they use it, they get a higher average ticket. Right. right. So so this is kind of good for the goose, good for the gander. So the relationship team is doing all that behind the scenes. I mentioned Christy. Christy, from a training and support perspective, is literally teaching your members. And it doesn't matter if it's your owners, your managers, or your frontline salespeople. That's why she's in the role she's in. She is teaching them how to use these capabilities more effectively to get to that end. That's exactly right. what she's doing every day. Um, and then Amy, again, on the marketing side, behind the scenes, we've been with this relationship, this, this nationwide relationship for years. We have lots of members that have been on the books with us for a number of years. And as time goes on, you develop a really large existing customer base. That is an untapped resource. Amy Blessington is helping you go back to those customers, make special offers to them on what we call open to buy campaigns to get them back into your store mm -hmm. and make more purchases. So when you kind of when you wrap all that together, I mean, obviously we're managing the program day to day and looking at the numbers and working with Chris and, and Jason Kirk and Don Henderson on on the overall kind of program overview, performance metrics, all of that. But the stuff that moves the dial for us is the stuff that happens behind the scenes. No, that's it's awesome to hear. And I think cool to, um, you know, I think from the member side to realize that there's a lot more that goes on. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there are members that are fully in tune with what's happening. But for those that, um, you know, it's. It's a relationship that's important, but maybe it's sort of second thought or uh, of, of what what actually goes on. It's cool to kind of peel those layers back and, and see sort of the the work that you guys are doing um, to make this program. You know, it is it is what it is, and it's awesome and um, has has benefited members uh, in many ways. So it, it's cool to get that and yeah. we appreciate that. So, um, well, let, we're going to dive right in. So I, I know uh, we we. Did the, rip the, the easy off. stuff. We're, we're just gonna do it, and then we'll and then we'll get through it, and then talk about some of the other things that you guys have coming on. But sure. I know our members, you know, they they got the note, um, the the rate increases that are going on, and obviously, you know, I think you look at kind of the market conditions. They are what they are, um, and it's a headwinds are strong right now, so it's understandable. I think um, you know some of the news that came out about the increasing rates and things like that. But 
Talk about yeah. that. Um, you know, what what triggered that? What what brought that? Um, you know, to the table as an option and and sort of uh, you know what, what's gonna what it's gonna be like moving forward. Yeah. So so let me start by by saying I, I hold this this relationship that we have with the nationwide marketing group effectively against almost every other relationship we have in the portfolio. I think the world of the team uh, that we work with on a day to day basis, and because of that, we held off on this increase. So long, it's almost laughable. If you look at the increases that we instituted across the rest of the portfolio, um, Rob, they started in the first quarter of 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we started making increases strategically back then. Um, we held off and held off and held off as long as we could here. But I want to give everybody a little bit of perspective on the environment that we're in right now. So if you go back in a in a hot tub time machine to January 1st of last year, January 1st of 2022. At, at that time, our funding costs were less than half a percent. Okay, yep. so for us to go book a loan or book a line of credit and a purchase on one of your members' customers, the the amount of money that we had to outlay to to subsidize that loan or that line of credit was less than half a percent. Today, it's just over four point eight percent. Okay, so everybody knows about the Fed, and that's okay. And I'm not going to get into a, a a finance 101 class here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to make sure everybody understands something. The Fed directionally, you know, ebbs and flows, and and yes, our funding costs to a certain degree can trend with that, but we're we're not indexed against the Fed funds rate. We index against something called U.S. Treasury yield curve rates, and anybody can Google these, right? You can go the yield curve rates are out on Treasury.gov. You can go out just want to go fact check me here, and I think as of um, as of yesterday, the twelve month yield curve rate was four eight nine, and the six month yield curve rate was four eight eight, just for perspective. So, what does a twelve and a six month yield curve rate mean? Well, in layman's terms, we try to match our funding costs to the types of promotions that we offer, right? So on a six or a 12-month deferred interest promotion, we're probably looking closer at the six-month yield curve rate right. because our customers pay off those promotions in somewhere between that six and 12-month time frame. For the longer promotions that we offer, more, more predominant in furniture and bedding than they are in appliances. But if you look at 24 and 36 and 48 months, we index those against the 12-month yield curve rates. What I just told you is it really doesn't matter which one you're indexing against. They're both really high right now. They're both, like I said, 4.88 and 4.89 as of the other day. So at some point in time, we have to be able to to pass that cost along, right? We can't, I I refer to it as sucking the poison, right? We can't suck the poison forever. Um, I wish we could. Uh, But just like everything else that your members are doing today, I mean, they've seen increases in all their goods since the pandemic started. What's happened as a result of that? Our average ticket is up 15%, right? Our average ticket's up 15% because the stuff people are buying costs 15% more than it, than it did a year or two ago, right? right? So yeah. so that's, that's kind of just purely from a funding cost standpoint, that's your underlying rationale as to why this is happening. Now, the other piece that's happening, and this is real, is we're starting to see changes in consumer behavior across the marketplace, right? And I'm not just talking about Wells Fargo Retail Services. This is this is credit card kind of general credit card trends regardless. So one, payments are starting to slow down. The, the frequency and the amount with which customers pay their bills is starting to slow. That's a bad sign from an economic standpoint, right? Delinquency is our rising across the card industry. That's a bad sign from an economic standpoint. So those those two things combined 
I would say at this point in time, we can see storm clouds on the horizon. I don't think anybody's getting struck by lightning yet, but right. look, if I'm, if I'm the local weatherman, I'm saying, Hey, uh, we're, we're going to watch the, uh, the, the radar on so hourly basis. The <laughs> you, 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 got <laughs> you got it. So that's, that's another component to, to what we have to, you know, what we have to contemplate when we're making decisions like this, but say, you know, having said all of that, our program, and frankly, any financing program that, that you offer as a member today, it shouldn't just be about price. It's never been just about price. There's other components to this that I think we forget. Price is the one that's on a sheet that everyone can see that, that, tends, to, that tends to probably garner the most attention. But here's a couple of other things I'd point out. Price doesn't matter if I don't approve anybody, Right. And across the industry, and I, I would welcome direct calls or emails from any members if they disagree with this, we have the strongest approval rates in this industry, and we have for years. And that's something we take a lot of pride in. Our credit team is really good at identifying which customers we think we need to make an offer to. And because of that, we see that as a competitive advantage here at Wells. Another area that, frankly, gets overlooked on a regular basis is the limits that we give your members when the customer applies for credit. And I'll give you a perfect example of this and something that um, we really started instituting right at the end of this, this, this past year. So we, we know um, after having, after having had multiple, multiple conversations with nationwide that there's a, I would say there's a hole, a gap in financing for, and I'm going to use this phrase and I'm not in appliances. So you can laugh at me if I say this wrong. I think it's luxury appliance packages. Yeah. I think I called them executive <laughs> kitchens one time and somebody laughed at me and said, no, Steve. So if we're talking about a, an appliance package, it costs 30 or 40 or $50,000. It's almost like there's yellow caution tape around that section of the store that says financing doesn't apply. Okay. Because Boy, there's no way Wells or any of these other creditors are going to come out and issue limits that can cover this. And by the way, those customers don't need financing anyways. Okay, well, let me dispel both of those myths right here and now. We have a separate limit matrix strategy. That's that's tech talk internally right. for, for Wells Finance nerds. But what it really means is I've got a separate approach I can give members if they have a need in their luxury appliance package section to get more aggressive limits. And we absolutely can cover those large purchases. That is not an issue. And number two, please don't assume that those customers don't need financing. There's really, you know, there's really two sets of customers in our space. There's the customers that absolutely need us to finalize the sale. They can't pay cash. They don't wanna use their general purpose credit card to get this purchase done. And on the other end of the spectrum, is a customer that we forget about all the time that absolutely could pay for this right now. They just don't want to. They want to use our money. They want to use free financing and we have a way to help them there. So, so limits is a space that gets neglected a lot, but if you're hearing this and it's making your ear perk, call us. We've got a strategy for you and we can help. It's the, uh, the person at the, the end of dinner who, you know, offers up because they want those points. Yeah. They get their, they get their American <laughs> express out. You bet. You bet. And, and look, the, the other piece to these programs that gets, and, and I know this is maybe a little Sally Struthers and getting the violin out, but I, that's fine. That's fine. The piece that people forget about on a regular basis is the intangibles, right? So we've got price, we've got we've got approval rates, we've got limits. But I think intangibles to me is like it's just as important as anything else that that that, that we do. I already talked about our team, right? Right. 
So I'm pretty sure we win on every front there. Um, but beyond that, the digital, the technology, the, the way we push for innovation, these are things that we do behind the scenes every day to make this program more competitive for you. And um, I, I just want to make sure nobody loses sight of that. We take a lot of pride in that. It's a key part of our program. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, you're the, it's in the title, right? Relationship management. And I think that that's a, yep. an important piece of it. And um you know, something. It's no accident that I think we talked about the team before we we dove into the the meat of this because it, it just it's a perfect setup to you know everything else that goes on uh, that that you guys do behind the scenes and in order to support you know our independent retailers. So, um, you know, but to to stick on it for one more second and just ask sure. you know the the retailers today that are seeing this that might have questions or you know wondering how what like what do they do now? You know, what advice would you give to them uh, as a result of these rate increases that that you know can either you know, help them under, either understand it or um, I don't want to say weather the storm, but, you know, to, to is there anything they can do in their business to, you know, maybe soften the impact to them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, so a couple of things. One, remember that that the increases you've seen from a pricing standpoint are on your everyday promotions. Right. We run specials all year. Right now, we have a special. We have an all-brands. Carrie will get mad at me if I say this wrong. I'll just say all-brands promotion. Um, and, and as an example, the 12-month is 199 through the end of March, right? So, so one, the everyday promotions historically represent less than you know, 35 40% of our overall mix. So your members are already taking advantage of the specials. Take advantage of them more, right? That's why we have those. That's, that's the beauty of you being a Nationwide member is our partnership with Nationwide affords you promotions that no one else gets. So take advantage of those. That would be the first um, the first piece of advice I would give you. Second, don't be afraid to try something new. Okay. So if historically you've always gone down the 60 month, 0% path on mattresses, for example, don't be afraid of 36 or 48. Okay. There, there are customers that need financing today more than ever. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but beyond that, and this is the one that's probably going to make people go, whoa, what? I have taken more requests, Rob, in the last 18 months for special promotions that carry an APR for the customer, meaning a 599 or a 799 or a 999 for 36 or 48 or 60 months on equal payments. I've taken more of those requests from furniture stores and other traditional retail industries in the last 18 months than I think we've seen in the last 10 years. Why is that happening? What are you paying for a mortgage today compared to what you were paying for a mortgage 18 months ago? Customers are okay paying a low fixed competitive APR. And that's, by the way, exactly what those promotions are. There's no gotcha with these. So if I give you a 48-month yeah, 699 equal pay, the 699 is fixed for the life of that promotion. There's no, if the customer misses a payment, now I'm going to get you a 20. It doesn't work like that. It's 699 for the life of that promotion. Now, if they miss a payment, they get a late fee, right? But we just close that up to up front to them. But the APR, there's no default or if you do this, we're going to do this to your rate. It's a fixed APR for the life of the promotion. So if you've never offered one of those before, here's what I would recommend. Find a deferred or a 0% equal payment promotion that's priced similarly to one of these reduced APR promotions. Pair them together, Right and let the customer pick. So for example, if you have a 12 month deferred, right? 12 month, no interest if paid in full, 
pair it with a nine, nine, whatever the equal payment promotion is, that's, that's cost neutral to you and go tell your customer, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, I've got two choices for you. If you think you can pay these appliances off in the next year, I've got a no interest option. If you don't think you can pay them off the next year, I've got a great low payment, fixed payment, low rate plan for you over here. And then let the customer pick. Frankly, I like that better than one choice anyways. I, I don't like ultimatums. I like options, right? So, um, you know, from, from my standpoint, I, I would say certainly take advantage of the specials, get creative and, and be flexible and, and, and think about, hey, can I try something maybe that I've never tried before and, and consider doing what I just said on the reduced APRs. But remember this more than anything else. If we are heading into the dreaded R word, if the recession is looming, those storm clouds are, are looming on the horizon. Here's what I can tell you. Customers will need financing like we offer more than they ever have, right? I, I can tell you unequivocally right now, average savings rates in the U.S. are below pre-pandemic levels, yep. okay? So, so the money's gone from the stimulus. That's one. Two, average revolving debt is higher than it's been since pre-2008. Let that marinate for a second, yep. right? And, and number three, the average U.S. credit card rate for the first time in forever is 20%. Okay, so that's the customer that's walking into your store. You don't think they need financing? You don't think they want financing? Yeah. Give them the option and let them make that decision for themselves. Yeah. That'd be that'd be my advice, from. And I mean, I I know you know back to what you were saying earlier is that you know your the, the rates you guys look at are not tied to what is going on with the Fed. But if you think from the customer's perspective, these are conversations they're having and, and they're seeing the dinner it, table, it, it right? makes, yeah. these are things they're discussing and they know, you know, if anyone was considering moving 12, 18 months ago today, they're probably not. So, you know, yep. these, these are absolutely com conversations that they're comfortable with having, you know, whether it's with themselves within their family or, you know, you as a retailer, if they're coming to you for a big purchase, like these are, it's not new to them. They're following too. So, you know, you can have those discussions with your customers. And again, to your point, offer them the option that, um, you know, not only does it, you know, give them a choice in the matter as to how they go about financing the, that purchase, but shows that you care about that customer. You're looking out for them too. So it's just, it, it, it there's a lot of good in being able to have those kind, knowing that you can have those conversations with the customer. So well, we appreciate it. Um, you know, a lot yeah. to dive into there and, um, you know, certainly uh, more to talk about too. I, we, we may have to, I know we, we joked at the top about having to do two podcasts. We may have to get you on here again to talk about some of the, the other things we want to, but sure. I do want to ask you, um, you know, the, the technology side of things and, and looking sort of at the way you guys have evolved from an offering standpoint, there's a lot going on, um, that, you know, customer, our, I say customers, our members have advantage to have the opportunity to take advantage of from you for things like you mentioned, like the scan to pay and, um, other things going on with the the digital carts and, and things like that. So talk about that a little bit about how um, you know your your tech stack, if you will, uh, stacks up uh, across the yeah. industry. Yeah. So it's funny. I I talked about this in uh, on center stage uh, last fall a little bit, and it, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But in other ways, it seems like it was a lifetime ago that. <laughs> All of your members had paper applications and customers are filling them out and it takes forever. And then you got to go enter it into the system. And even then you go, hey, I got you approved. And then they buy some. I got to go back to the system. I got to print <laughs> off this. You got to sign this. I got to keep it. It's like Lucille Ball in the chocolate factory, right? And I got to send it to the U.S. Postal Service to Wells Fargo in Des Moines, Iowa. I mean, like 
what in the world the mail yada yada weeks yeah, later. right <laughs> yeah so so you think about where we were and where we are today so i would start with scan to apply um the, virtually every nmg member uh is eligible for this i think our minimum uh, requirement is a hundred thousand annually which you know from a from a financing standpoint that that covers the overwhelming majority of your of your group and um what does that do uh, well, to me, it, it it affords the certainly the stores where you maybe have some sales staff that aren't as comfortable offering financing, because I mean I hear this all the time, right? What if they get turned down? I don't want them to walk out the door. Like, oh, okay, I, look, first of all, that's that's a silly argument, but okay, let's <laughs> let's let's go down that path. So it should never. I don't think scan to apply should replace the standard application process that we have, which is fully digital, by the way, it's a, it's a tablet back and forth process. The, the, the disclosures are delivered electronically through credit connect via email. But in those instances where you've got Joey sales guy or Sally sales gal, and they're not as comfortable offering financing, think of it this way. If you have a QR code positioned right in front of one of your products where it says, take this home with 12 months, you know, deferred interest, whatever, um, hover your phone customer over that QR code and it launches the application on your phone. Um, to me, that's a great supplement to help those situations where you have someone less apt to offer financing proactively. I think it's a great fit there. And for the record, we've got over 200 members active on that program already. Um, and and uh, between Alan and I, we field, I don't know how many new requests each week, but it's growing very, very quickly. So we love scan to apply um, in, in addition to scan to apply, we have remote terms processing now. So historically, um, you would have had to print off the invoice, have the customer sign it. We now have two paths digitally where you can give them their special terms. I can email it to them through Credit Connect if you're using Credit Connect today. Even if you're not, you can go into our online resource center and push the terms to the customer via email. They acknowledge the terms. And once they do, you go get funded and you're paid within 24 to 48 hours. And it, here's here's why I really like that. Down the road, if there's an issue with the customer, right? So let's go back in our hot tub time machine here real quick. Yesteryear, if there was an issue with that customer, they're going to call in and say, hey, I got charged too much or I didn't agree to this plan or whatever, right? The, the, all the different reasons that a customer can, can have a complaint. And the first step for our disputes team would have been to call your store and say, go dig out that paperwork. I need you to fax it over to me because, you know, you forgot to file your paperwork. I got to look, you know, all that stuff. Well, today on the digital side, that call, if it's about the terms of the transaction, doesn't even need to happen. Because I can look at it and say, Mrs. Customer, you did agree to these terms. We emailed them to Mrs. Customer at AOL.com, which is the email address you've been using for the last 15 years. I can verify that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is. So 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 there's a there's a lift beyond just the ease of use to it that I think on the back end helps your members as well. Yeah. Um we, we talk about site on time and RWS a lot, the integrations that we have with them, the ability for your customer uh to not leave. Their website in you know old yep. school, they'd redirect to the Wells Fargo domain. It's now I'm gonna use these terms, you can get in trouble. It's a modal, I think is what they call it, that pops up right there, kind of laid on top yep. of the uh, of members' uh, website. The schematics, the colors can stay consistent to what they want for their brand. The customer applies and then they can check out online as well. I, I will throw a little teaser out there. We're working on adding a capability through those two channels, through RWS and site on time for pre-qualification. 
Okay. Pre-qualification online is a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. If a customer can find out I'm approved for credit without impacting their credit score, it's kind of like fishing, right? Yeah. We throw a few more lines in the water. We're probably going to catch more fish. If they can do that without the sort of the risk of the impact to their credit score, and they know they have some comfort ahead of time. Hey, look, it looks like Wells has got me pre-qualified for $5,000. Let's go shopping. That's next up for both of those engagements. And we're really excited about what that's going to um, do from a from a digital growth perspective. No, no that, so, that, that's awesome. I, a lot of cool yeah. stuff going on. I, I mean, yeah. I, you know, you, you mentioned, if anything, you know, the, the technology side, there's there's some really smart people that make all those things happen and, and make sure that the, you know, the wires don't get crossed somewhere in, in some Ethernet cable miles and miles away. But like at the end of the day, it is simplifying that process for not not just the customer, but you, the retailer, and making sure that, you know, I, I can't imagine it, just the days of even just like trying to decipher someone's writing on a form and making sure that everything like that, that's a thing of the past. Like you don't have to worry about that anymore. Rob, Rob we used to, we used to match signatures. <laughs> we used to literally match signatures, yeah. right? I mean, that'll give you some perspective. It's crazy. So, yeah. The, the yep. reduction in headaches is, is enough to, to make all of these upgrades worthwhile and uh, appreciate the teaser as well too. So that's um, exciting yeah. stuff coming down the pike and, and something for our members on, on those platforms to look forward to. So I, I Absolutely. mean, ha, so recapping first podcast, what do you think? How do you, how do you think you did? You... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'll, it's a tough I'll one. You know, my, <laughs> I'll, I'll let my team, I'll let my team watch it. I'm sure they're, they're, right. they're going to get all kinds of pointers on things I said or did wrong, no. but it, it's, it, it's probably, it's not as, uh, not as intimidating as standing up on center stage. I can tell you that because they, you know, they like to try to put power yeah. on the ball and keep the shine off. Hey, look, I've, I've given up on it. There's nothing I can do about it. So, uh, so I think I think we did okay. Yeah. Are, are, you, are, you feel, are you feeling good about I, this? You know, for, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Given time? given the uh, subject matter and everything, man. I you know we we dove right in. I think you, we 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 had some fun. So this was. Uh, you know, a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys taking the time and, and chatting about, you know, something that is important and um, you know, our members are certainly going to care about as well. So I, I know, you know, they'll, they'll have uh, the, the, just a few weeks after, um, you know, we publish this, we'll be together down there in Dallas and, uh, you know, get you guys, the, the members back in front of you. And I, I'm sure they're looking forward to getting down there too and uh, chatting it up with that team. So we, we appreciate the time and uh, appreciate the, the candorness as well, you know, um, jumping on a podcast and talking about all this. You bet. You bet. It was uh, good. Good chatting with you and, and hi to everybody out there in podcast land. And we're looking forward to seeing you all down in Dallas. And you're welcome back anytime, too. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Rob. Awesome. And thanks again to Steve. Um, you know, like we said at the top, it was unique, I think, to have him, you know, be so open and candid about the decision they made to uh, you know, increase rates and and share you know some strategies and tips uh, for retailers out there looking to uh, you know soften that that blow, if you will. But um, something that you know they'll keep an eye on, like like the the rest of the economy. It's a roller coaster, right? So it's something that I'm sure we'll hear more about uh, over the the next few months and and you know moving forward as well. So just to appreciate his openness and candorness and and chatting with us. So appreciate Steve, and of course as always appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.